Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everyone. I'm Carlene Higgins. And I'm Jill Dunn. And we're two beauty editors turned podcasters. And today we have a very exciting chat with someone whose Instagram content, frankly, is getting me through this quarantine. We're welcoming Pia Baroncini this week. She's part of the Dear Media Studio pod fam, and she just launched a brand new podcast called Everything is the Best, all about going after your dreams and never looking back, just as Pia has. We're actually going to do a pod swap with Pia, and you can catch us over on her feed very soon. And we talk all about how we came to make this podcast, along with, of course, some of our favorite products right now, and even some of our new morning routine rituals. We'll link to that episode in our show notes. Pia Baroncini is the LA-based creative director of fashion label LPA, as well as a newlywed who's hot in the kitchen with the Baroncini's videos have gone completely viral. I'm hooked. She's also a dog rescue mom, and her dog Cherry might even make a cameo in today's episode. Elle Magazine has called Pia fashion's most relatable overshare, and her Instagram and her label definitely sells a sexy vibe. She's like a modern-day Sophia Loren to me. She's sensual, she's owning it, but like with a straight-shooting potty mouth and a tequila. Yeah, exactly. That whole vibe, it's really all about silky 90s slip dresses, pretty floral prints, and like crop tops with deep necklines and puff sleeves, cinch waist, you know the look. But mm-hmm. definitely a little more body inclusive, I would say. And she herself is definitely an influencer. She can't post anything without somebody saying, where's that from? Like if she's sipping tea at her desk, somebody will literally ask her where her teacup is from or (laughs) she's naked in her bed. They'll be like, where are those sheets from? People want what she's selling. Emily Ratajkowski and Gigi Hadid are also fans of LPA. And before starting her own collection with Revolve, Pia was a creative director at Reformation. So she's definitely got the current Instagram aesthetic on lock. Today's episode is basically a primer on living la dolce vita with Pia Baroncini. Yeah. And she's such a beauty girl too. Um, Her DMs blow up about her skincare routine. So we've got you on those, including the scoop on what it was like to star naked in a Glossier campaign. And of course, she always gets so many questions about her relationship with her husband, Davide. So we got you covered on that front too. Plus, Pia gets unfiltered about the secret to all that body confidence 
the tea on her boob job and what it was like going to Gwyneth Paltrow's makeup-free dinner. And don't forget that all products that we chat about today, you can check out our blog where we give a full recap. So head on over to breakingbeautypodcast.com. Welcome, Pia. So first of all, we have to start um, with your cooking videos in <laughs> <laughs> in the kitchen with the Baroncinis, and they're personally giving me life right now. I swear, Thank you. Um, they're like quarantine goals. They really are, and relationship <laughs> goals too, because it's you and your hot Italian husband, and you guys are like cooking traditional Italian meals while you're all over mm-hmm. each other, cocktail in hand. <laughs> Tell us the inspo and how it all started. When we first started dating, before even meeting, we talked on, like we met on Instagram. So we talked via FaceTime for a month and he would send me videos when he would cook dinner for himself. And he'd like, and I found one the other day. It was just so funny where he was like, "Uh, I'm going to teach you how to make carbonara. (laughs) And he would send me these videos and my parents and I would watch them like, just like, are you fucking kidding me? This like cute Italian guy. And my dad's super or was super American Italian. Mm -hmm. So for him to have like a real Italian guy, like teaching him how to make pasta over these videos, it was unbelievable. And it's really was, um, it was a huge part of our relationship. He always said, you're really going to fall in love with me when you eat my pasta. Like that'll be the first. And when we first met, I was like, I don't really eat carbs. So it's like not really for me. Like I have like a gluten intolerance. And then when I would go visit him, we would just eat so much. And he would turn on music and he would sing to me and make me pasta and feed it to me. And I remember calling my mom and just being like, this guy is probably going to break my heart. But like every second is totally worth it. And so that it was just a natural fit that you wanted to get in the kitchen and show everybody else how to make bolognese. Yeah, I would just Insta story like, oh, look what he's making. And everyone was like, you got it. This is ridiculous. Like you have to make videos. And so uh, Tavi, who does LPA social with me and I like downloaded some apps to like figure out. And he like found this like cheesy Italian music and just started (laughs) putting them together. (laughs) And so tell us the story about how you met, how he slid into your DMs and all that. He randomly sent me, I like got a random message from this guy and he didn't have Instagram for that long, but that just said, you look interesting. It was so creepy. And I understand now because of the translation, like he'll, he'll translate things very literally into English. So obviously that's not something you would really say to a person. You look interesting. <laughs> but I was super, you know, at the time I I was not dating that kind of profile. So to to <laughs> look at him and see this like Italian guy and in, in, he works in, in luxury menswear. So, you know, he's at Pitti in these suits and all this whole thing. And I was like, I know nothing about that world. Like, I was just like, no way. There's just no way. This is-. And I ignored him for weeks. And then he kind of kept messaging me. And then he called me complicated. And I was like, I'm not complicated. And he knew that if he got like slightly offended me that I would defend myself. And that kind of opened up the conversation. What was your first date? It wasn't a date. He like flew here from New York and like arrived at my doorstep. After a month of talking, I went to dinner and had a couple martinis to like take the edge off and was like, oh shit, I'm kind of drunk. And my nervousness, I've never been that nervous. I've never been that nervous. It was a month and a half of talking and I'd never felt that way about somebody so quickly and then never physically met them. It was such an odd scenario. And he showed up at my door 
and his beautiful suit on and he had his like duffel bag over his shoulder. And I said, come here, hug me. And he said, no, I want to, I want to look at you for a minute. Like it was all just like a lot. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) You guys can't see us right now, but Carlene and I are leaning in (laughs) to our Zoom. We're just like, tell us more. (laughs) (laughs) And we had like a great weekend. It was, he took the last flight in on a Friday night. So we didn't land until like 1030 at night. And then, so we didn't get to my house until 11. And then he had the, first flight out on Sunday. So in case it didn't go well, we weren't stuck with each other for very long. And then that just started a long back and forth. I mean, we broke up twice really bad before we decided to be together. So it wasn't easy by any means. Yeah. It was a long process. This is a love affair. This is a love. And he kind of like, he moved to America for you. Is that right? He was in New York at the time uh, working for Brunello Cuccinelli, but his plan was to move back and like move to their headquarters in Umbria. Yeah. Um, and he gave up that job to move here to be with me. Which I feel okay. Really and we, I don't think we have we said his name yet, you guys. Let's give him <laughs> some credit. His name Hello? is Dobby Day. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a real name. I just referred to him as the Italian like up until a couple of months ago. Nobody even knew his name. Because I didn't want anyone to like Google him. And I was like kind of trying to keep him a secret. And. Yeah. And That's now like you're Mr. married. Big. It's like you're Mr. Big. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And now we're totally married. <laughs> and so plot twist, you're living with your mom, right? You guys yeah. moved in. Yeah. When my father passed away, we were here when it happened. And so we just kind of stayed. We didn't, we just were here for two weeks. And then my lease was up. I was living in Venice. So Dravide had moved here two weeks later. My father passed away. And then I had like two months left on my lease at this place that I loved where we loved living together in Venice. And it wasn't even much of a discussion. It was kind of just like, oh yeah, we'll just move in here when the lease is up. I feel like the the whole notion of having your mom live with you, like it feels very old world in a way. It's very European, like mm-hmm. to just like take care of family. Was that just like, you know, instilled in you and from a young age kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Well, when I was growing up, our really good family friends lived around the corner and the, the grandmother lived in in like a guest house, so like a little mm-hmm. pool house. Mom, mom always said, one day I'm going to live, you'll have a house and I'll live in your guest house. It was kind of just, yeah, of course, duh. Like, why would you live somewhere separate from me? You know, thinking about putting her into like a condo seems insane. And I do think it's important and challenging for children to have a multi-generational household. You know, I think it's really nice to have somebody here who, you know, can instill all the values that we, you know, that are important to us and to our children. Hi, friends. Let's chat for a moment about one of our new show partners, Causebox. So Causebox is a limited edition quarterly subscription box curated by women for women. And the last four boxes sold out within days, which honestly, I can believe because you get more than $250 worth of products for only $50. There's always a mix of six to eight full-size products, and each of the brands included are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. You even get a little magazine inside to learn the backstory of each brand. 
When the spring 2020 Cosbox landed at my doorstep, I was so excited. Honestly, there were so many new discoveries inside the box. And a lot of the stuff was just frankly really practical and stuff that I would love to use. So first up, there was the Known Supply Canvas Duffel Bag and the Vegan Leather Portfolio Case. Both of those are going to come in hella handy when I start going to meetings again in real life. I've also been trying to reduce my single-use plastic. So I appreciate that there's the Bento Bento lunchbox. It has cutlery that you can reuse. It's really easy to clean, very easy to tote around. And my happy hour got infinitely better with the reduced insulated wine tumbler that keeps my drink really cold. I got my beauty fix too. There's a jade roller and there's a pure four-in-one makeup primer and it doesn't pill under my makeup, which I really like. Plus there's Foxy Originals earrings too. Lots to discover. And we did an unboxing over on our IGTV at Breaking Beauty Podcast. So you guys can see for yourself. And I think this would make a great gift as well. The best part is we're hooking you guys up with an exclusive discount. So go to cosbox.com slash beauty and use the code beauty for 30% off your first box. That's right. You can get your first box worth more than $250 for less than $39 with free shipping in the US. That's cosbox.com slash beauty and use the code beauty. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our blog. And now back to today's episode. Tell us about LPA, your fashion label, what LPA stands for and how you came to start it all up. Uh, LPA is uh, my initials for my maiden name. So my first name is Lara Pia, uh, but I've always got my P. And then Arobia was my maiden name. Coming up with a name for a brand was like the hardest thing in the world. I was like, I'm just going to do my initials. Um, I, you know, went to Parsons in New York and studied fashion. And I was in the design and management program there. So I studied all aspects of design and then marketing. And it was an incredible program. And um, I started working. I started getting freelance jobs and dropped out of school a year early, also because it was so expensive. And I was like, I'm never going to get out of this hole. (laughs) (laughs) And art school is interesting because, I mean, even my counselor there was like, if you're building up a portfolio, like, keep building it up. You know, why don't you take a semester off and see what happens? And so I did. And uh, I worked for Kelly Catrone doing PR. I worked for a lot of different companies and then um, started working for Reformation, like right when it launched, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of doing like in-house PR. I was like the brand manager at one time and then ended up being a designer there. I was there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I left uh, Reformation to go work at Zara. I was going to move to Spain. Wow. And then Revolve, uh, Risa from Revolve, I saw that I post on Instagram that I was leaving Reformation to work for Zara. And I think at the time, nobody ever thought I would leave Reformation. I mean, I didn't either. I was had been there for so long and it was like my family. It was my whole life. So I don't think anybody thought that they could take me from there. So when Risa found out that I was leaving to go to Zara, she said, can you do a private label brand for us instead? Um, And that's how LPA started. And so you said that LPA, the strategy is about selling a vibe. How would you describe that vibe for anyone who doesn't know LPA yet? Well, when it first launched, I was single and like partying all the time. And so like when it launched, it was, it was, you know, like Diplo showed up and DJed the party we had. We had it on a roof downtown and it was amazing. And it still is that, especially, you know, the Revolve girl is, Mm -hmm. she goes out, you know, I mean, we all are social creatures. So now I think it's transformed like a little bit from like, 
a party vibe to more so, I don't know, I've, I've always really thought of it as kind of like a very like 90s inspired brand. Yeah. It's a lot of floral dresses, a lot of things that are like really easy to wear. I mean, obviously everything's very like Italian inspired just because I grew up having like a really curvy body. So Sophia Loren was, you know, and and Cindy Crawford in the 90s too was like what I always like identified with. So it's always like, you know, there's always like a busty thing and somewhere to like cinch your waist and it's very feminine and and flirtatious and makes you feel really sexy. So you just you just touched on how um, when you're growing up, you kind of identified with like Cindy Crawford, Sophia Loren, like more curvaceous beauties. And I really like and appreciate when you go on the LPA website and especially the Instagram that the girls aren't just like all tall, skinny white girls. So like how important was that to you? And like the most important. Yeah. When you walk into a room, you don't see a bunch of tall, skinny white people. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's not, that doesn't reflect any of us. We also mm-hmm. have a very diverse, like everyone that works at Revolve is incredibly diverse. Everyone mm-hmm. that works on LPA, it's like, you know, everyone's from a different background. Yeah. It was just always the obvious thing to me because, you know, my weight has gone up and down by, you know, 30 to 50 pounds my whole life. So I always just wanted to make sure that there was an option for me. Because when I was growing up, all my friends were so skinny. They were, they also like, you know, they got their periods at a different time than I did. Like I got my period when I was 10. So I stopped growing at like 12 years old. And so, and I was tall for my age and then kind of everyone just passed me. So when I was in high school and my weight would fluctuate, like I remember going to like buy dresses for winter formal and my best friend, who's still my best friend now, was so tall and skinny. And I would leave there crying every time because they, like, didn't have, like, a size 10 or an 8 for me in anything. Fucking sucked. It was just every the worst Every woman has feeling. felt that. Oh, everyone has. It fucking sucks. And so I just mm-hmm. thought, well, I don't ever want to make anything that anyone, you know, brings home and it doesn't fit them. I feel like when I look at your Instagram as I was, like, deep creeping you to, <laughs> you know, try to get to know Pia... Um, right away, I got that like Sophia Loren vibe. But then when I started reading the captions and listening to you talk, I was like, oh my God, she's like the Sophia Loren of 2020 with a potty mouth (laughs) and a shot of tequila. I love this. Um, But it's also like the confidence of kind of being sensual and being sensual with your husband. The videos, like, where does that come from? I don't know. I think I've always, I'm a really touchy person. I've always, I think what happened when I lived in New York, I lived there for like nine years. And, and again, like I worked in fashion. So everyone was like really skinny. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered being like, okay, I can't let, like, I'm not like, I'm not going to fucking continue this, this like negative brain thought that I've had since high school of, be, you know, I mean, I used to have like friends in high school's parents at dinners be like, well, it sucks that your body's like that because your face is so pretty. It was oh, always this like, God. like no holding back conversation about my body. And I just was like, fuck it. Like, and I always knew it mean to be like a major overshare. Like if my girlfriends and I would be out at night, like I was always the one getting laid because I was like so confident. <laughs> and it was like, Guys don't give a shit about bodies. Like, they don't care. Like, guys aren't like, oh, I want that skinny girl. And if they do, they're fucking assholes. And that's not someone that I want to be with anyway, you know? So it was very clear to me that I was going to get through life just not, if 
you know, trying not to worry about the things that I couldn't control, making sure that I'm healthy mm-hmm. and just being really confident. Yeah. Confidence is, confidence is sexy for sure. It's just so much easier said than done, right? It's like you got to sometimes. Yeah, we just got to fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? If you don't feel good, like you can read that from a mile away. And you're also really open about having had a breast enhancement boob job. (laughs) Um, And honestly, they look so real. It's they look like, so real. Bravo. Bravo. Honestly. I, I put um, in this question. You, I was like, how did you do that? <laughs> how did how did you master that feat? Well, I just it was not anything that I ever considered. And then I, I went to Dr. Gavami in Beverly Hills, who is a really sweet person. There was a girl in his office that was his office manager at the time. And she followed me on Instagram. And she's like, would you like to come in for some Botox or something? Like, we'd, I, like I'd love to have you in here. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, I'm honored. Thank you. And I went in and got like, you know, my first Botox that I'd ever gotten. And and he was like, is there anything that you would want done? And I was like, well, from my weight fluctuating so much, my boobs were really saggy. Mm. And it was something that made me really insecure. And then they were small for like the proportion of my body. At first it was like cute. They were small and that was fine. And I was never... I never thought, oh, I want big boobs, but they started getting really flat. Mm-hmm. And my mom, who has never had anything done and is not shallow and an angel woman, was like, I was like, should I get my boobs done? And she was like, honestly, like your boobs looked how mine looked after I breastfed two children. So like, <laughs> if it, <laughs> not to be mean, but she was kind of like, you know, if it's something that you want, like, I don't think you know, I'll support it. And I was dating Davide at the time and I was like, should I, because he's anti any sort of injection. I was like, should I get my boobs? I was like, should I get my boobs? And he was like, yes. (laughs) 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 I'm like, okay. (laughs) He was like, I like how they are, but like, boobs are awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, and so I thought about it for a long time. You know, it wasn't something that I had aspired to have. And I thought about it for a really long time. I talked about it with a lot of different people. I talked about it with people that I really respect from kind of like a social judgy standpoint because it's it's a very awkward thing to be like, oh yeah, I get Botox and my boobs are done because I don't really wear a lot of makeup. I painted my own nails yesterday, but I never, like I don't get manicure pedicures. I don't have fake eyelashes. I don't have, like my I never, I cut my own hair. Like I'm pretty like low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it did come down to just like a body confidence thing where I just thought if, if this is something I'm really insecure about, um, then I did a lot of research on breastfeeding and I thought if I'm insecure about it now, okay, well, if they're already saggy and then I have kids, then I have to get a lift and an implant and the lift is like a much more serious surgery. It just, I was just mm. kind of like, okay, I'll fuck it, you know, whatever. And it took 30 minutes. Wow. And I had a meeting that day that I didn't want to cancel because I didn't want to, I thought, okay, if I'm going to do something that's this shallow, it can't affect my work. And so it was on a Friday um, that I got it done, but I had a, a big meeting that I was like, I'm not going to cancel a meeting because I had a boob job. So my mom picked me up, obviously took me to surgery. It was 30 minutes. I wake up, I get in the car, I, like eat a little bit and then went into my office and like had this meeting for like an hour and she like wow. waited for me. <laughs> oh my God, that's shocking. I just had this like big puffer coat on because I was all like bandaged. Oh but God. do you and have to like drain them or something? I thought yeah, I Car- really Carlene's getting that. notes I really, now. I'm really, <laughs> I'm asking no. for a friend. <laughs> so no, my doctor won't let you leave until you like, you right after surgery, you lift your arms up and down. The yeah. only thing that hurts 
was so under the muscle, right? So your muscles are having to completely expand. And then your pectoral muscles are obviously attached to like your arms. So I would forget, like I would close a door or something. Right. And like that would just be like, oh God, like it, it was the afterwards that was was painful. And then I wore a band. I think it was after like three weeks of them just healing my doctor then told me to put to sleep with like this big band around my chest to push the implant down okay. and that hurt bad because oh. it's just it's just adjusting again you know what i mean so it was a lot of like getting used to but they look so real you would never be able to tell and that was because my my boobs were very saggy already so he just kind of like filled it in a little bit and like he, I didn't have to get like a teardrop shape implant or anything because they were just so saggy he basically just like filled them in it was, I mean, they're awesome. Wow, yeah, five stars. They are. Her doctor, <laughs> what, whatever Dr. his name Dr. Gavami. <laughs> so I feel like the sexy necklines are so signature for you as well. And your decollete, mm. like it always looks like it has like a glowing serum on it or something. There is Do always you, a glowy serum. What is on it? Well. What is it? <laughs> well, every, well, while I'm in the shower, I exfoliate like crazy. So I always dry brush and then I use my coffee grinds in the shower. And then before I get out of the shower, I put oil on. My mom has done that. She, I remember her being in that shower when I was little and like watching her put her like oil on like still wet in the shower. So I always have, and I make my own little mix. I do vitamin E, almond oil and rosehip oil. And maybe I'll put like some lavender or something in there because the rosehip oil doesn't necessarily smell that good. It has like a really strong smell. And so I'm always have, there's always oil on. And then um, every day I use beauty counter foundation and I either add the ilia or the say like glow drops to that. And I rub it all over my face and down my chest. I, who was it? Gosh, what's her name? Uh, this facialist. Um, oh, Joanna Check mm-hmm. said, one time uh, that she considers your face, your forehead to your nipples. Mm-hmm. So any serum or anything I put on for the most part just gets rubbed like from my face to my neck to my shoulders yeah. and down my boobs. As Caroline Hiron says, take it to the tits. <laughs> <laughs> any product you have. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to ask you because we noticed that you were cast a couple of years ago, probably three years ago now in the Glossier Body Hero Campaign. Yeah. And we're pretty much you and all of the other women cast. It was so phenomenal. Um, We're pretty much photographed in the nude and they were like beautiful portraits. So tell us about that, how that sort of went down and why you were feeling comfortable enough to just, it's a pretty vulnerable thing to do, I would imagine. Oh my God. I still can't believe that I did that because my body's always been such a, you know, all of us are, no, I mean, I don't know anyone who's like, I love my body, you know? Yeah. So um, regardless. So it was definitely a challenge. The two girls from Glossier emailed me and they sent me a photo that I had post of myself. That's actually so funny. Somebody like sent it to me the other day. I was at a wedding. My legs were crossed and someone took a photo of me and you could see like all the cellulite in my thighs. Mm-hmm. But, every, but I had this beautiful LPA dress on and I was really tan and 
And it didn't, I like looked at the photo and it didn't bother me. And I posted on Instagram and said it took a lot of pasta to earn those dimples. <laughs> and the Glossier girl sent it to me and they were like, this is what we're talking about. We love this. We're doing this campaign. We can't really tell you what it is, but we're launching this product. And we basically want to shoot you naked with, you know, there's going to be a few other girls and they're all really great. And it's going to be this like big campaign. I didn't realize how big. I thought it was going to be like on the Instagram. Like I didn't know that it was going to be on billboards and shit. Also, I would have asked for like a lot more money. Because I was like, like, wow. So I'm just on the side of the Soho Grand for like six months, which is insane. Um, And then we like show up. I had to take the red eye in. I was going on a trip too. And Davide, I think, was out of town. And I didn't want to stay with him and his roommate. I just felt so... And so they got me a little hotel. And I'm like, I get there and I'm like, oh my God. And they start, you know, doing my like full body makeup and hair. And then I had to wait for a couple hours. I mean, just normal photo shoot stuff. So for like two hours, I was like so tired because I'd taken the red eye. So I like found a room at Milk Studios and like took a nap. And then I remember just having like a glass of wine and a coffee. (laughs) I was like, I need like one of each thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously like I've been on so many sets before, like it's not, it's all you. Nobody else cares, right? So there's grips in there moving stuff around and I'm and they've seen everything. You know, people who work at studios have literally seen everything. So I wasn't insecure by any means about having um, anyone else see me. It was more me being scared about me seeing myself. I didn't want to see the computer. I didn't want to really look at anything. They showed me one. And the photo that I thought they were going to pick... I was standing like, or I was sitting like cross-legged and it was like horribly flattering. Like it didn't, it made me look way thinner than I was. And I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) And then when they showed me, like they sent me the actual photo, I was like, oh my God, like those are my roles, like my ass, like it was horrible. Like it was this moment of like, that's it. That's what I look like. And those are all the things that I try to hide all the time. The back of my arms, like how short my legs are. i really insecure about my stomach. I've always had a stomach. I always look like I could be like three months pregnant. I can't get rid of it. That's really hard for me. Like there's always been a big role there. So I had like a hard moment for a second. And then the messages came rolling in. I was leaving therapy. And when it went live on the Instagram, they'd sent me the photo that morning. I walked into therapy and was like, fuck. And then during that time I was in therapy, the photo went live. And I have a video of it because I just started hysterically crying. I'd never, ever in my life received such positive affirmations. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. That must it have was been. so special. Like dad's emailing me, thank you for doing this. My dog, you know, I'm so happy that my daughter can have a positive body image. Like it was unbelievable. Nobody said anything bad. Not one person. I mean, I'm sure they did other places, but nobody, people are usually really open about saying some shit to me in my face or making a negative comment. And there was not one. That's amazing. Did that change things for, for you and your own, how you saw yourself after that? Did something click? I think it just was kind of, another confirming moment that everything is just in our heads, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was still, I mean, I still, my stomach still bothers me, you know, but it also it's like I work out, eat clean. Sometimes I don't eat clean because I also need to live my life. And mm-hmm. I'm very proud of how, of what I do for my body. You know, I get blood work done by my doctor 
often is always saying that like, like that's really my concern at this point mm-hmm. is not so much like, oh, I need to be more toned there. Like, I don't yeah. do that. I'm very right. much like, oh, my blood levels are brilliant. And like, I don't have any autoimmune. And my diabetes, he said it would be like impossible. I would have to eat McDonald's like every day all day long to get diabetes, which when I was in high school, they were like, you're very close to getting diabetes. You know, yeah. so those are the, that's like how I measure my yeah. body happiness. Yeah. yeah. And on Instagram and also on yeah online, you've talked openly about your struggle with acne and you've mm-hmm. posted about getting like cortisone shots at the dermatologist. And I know you, you've done many stories online about that. So talk to us about why you're so unfiltered with that, because I think a lot of people do look up to you and say, oh, she has perfect skin. And yeah, well, I just never thought it would I never felt any reason to hide that. Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, like we're a big community, right? So if you say like, I'm having struggles with this, like you're going to get answers. Mm -hmm. What are you going to just like search around by yourself? Like I always get so much valuable information from other people on Instagram. I remember when my skin got bad. It was when I was working for Kelly Catrone and I woke up one morning and I came downstairs and I had like eight cystic giant pimples all over my face. And I never, ever experienced anything like that. And Kelly used to go to this amazing, like a facialist around the corner in Soho. It was, I can't remember the name of it. It's not there anymore, but it was an Italian woman. She used all natural products. But I sat down and whoever was working in there at the time, it wasn't the owner that gave me the facial. Kelly paid for it for me. It was really nice because it was expensive. This woman tried to pop all the pimples. Mm -hmm. And I remember... And this is also, I don't, I never like, you know, that awkward moment where like someone's doing something to you, you know that it's wrong, but you don't like want to say anything because you don't want to make them feel bad. Like I yeah. never want to make anyone feel bad about their job. And I remember just saying to her like, oh, like these are cystic. Like they're not like nothing's going to, she was like, well, let me just try. And by doing that, she made them infected. Mm-hmm. So the next day I go to work, I walk down the elevator opens and everyone was like, <gasps> And I was like, oh, God damn it. Like, what am I going to do? Like the one on my cheek was so swollen, I could like see it from my eye. It was crazy. And yeah. so someone in the office was like, you got to see a dermatologist. Like this is not like a facial situation. And Tribeca Dermatology was around the corner and they took insurance for a $20 copay. I went in there and they just shot them all up with cortisone and gave me like a toner to use. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was great. And so that was like, unfortunately, like my maintenance for a long time was like once a month, I would just pay $20 to get these pimples shot up, but not ever really thinking like, okay, this is clearly coming from my gut or or what I'm eating or, you know, what's the source of this. Um, And also, you know, if I do have a hormonal and like, I was like, oh, it's hormones. Well, it's like, "Mm, if I have, I probably have a hormonal imbalance, you know, it's not very normal to have that bad acne every month be triggered Mm -hmm. by my period, you know? And so it it was like years of like making sure that I had like a healthy gut microbiome, obviously, and then finding the right product. Even some brand, which I love, sent me stuff last month and I used it and it made me break out right away. And I was like, you know, if you just find your thing and it works, just don't change it. Yeah. what is so what's that the one product? Thing? Yeah, what is that one thing that has ma- made a real difference for your, you in controlling breakouts? IS Clinical Active Serum. Oh, yeah. It's so good. There's mm-hmm. just nothing better. I got a sample of it one day because I was like, I don't want to pay that much for that 
bottle. It's like, it's too crazy. Yeah. So I got a couple samples of it from a friend who owns like a, a studio that does like facials and Botox and stuff. And I went in there one day for an IV drip and he was like, and I had a pimple and he was like, you should see my facialist. And I was like, I don't, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really, the facialist that I go do now actually will like zap them with a high frequency, but I also have one of those. I'll go to her just for, to make sure my skin is even. And, but the acne stuff is really like something that you just have to do at home. You know, you got to make sure that you're not eating stuff that's going to make you break out. And, um, I took the active serum, the sample that they gave me and I put it on, I used it as a spot treatment Mm -hmm. and then I derma rolled it in. And the next day I woke up and these huge things were gone. And I was like, wow. Okay. And then, I was like, let me like try to like, so I started using it a little bit and then uh, started using it every night before I went to bed. And I've have not, like I'll get maybe little things here and there now, but if I do, I'll put the serum on it and, and roll it in and it goes away. It's unbelievable. Hey guys, supporting one another in these times is so important. And we're especially appreciative of Billy right now, who's supporting the making of our show. Another thing that's really important is the idea of self-care and sticking to a routine. It's really easy to wear the same pajamas for two days. I know, I get it. But that's not what's truly going to make us feel good. I've learned that when I wake up, shower, shampoo, and shave, I feel like I'm ready to face the world instead of just my bed. And Billy is an absolute staple in my grooming routine. It's a line of premium razors. It's won an Allure Best in Beauty Award. It's made Nylon's Beauty Hit List. And the best part is it's delivered straight to your door. That means no visit to the drugstore. And the biggest shocker is it's not even expensive for what you get. There's no pink tax, which means you're not paying more just because your razor happens to be top shelf worthy. At mybilly.com, you can get a starter kit for just $9. It includes a razor, two refill blades, a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry between uses. And from my experience, I can tell you that you'll never have a smoother shave. The razor has a built-in moisturizing cushion, so it pretty much just glides over my legs. You don't even feel it. And Newsflash, the razor company we love for its inclusive ad campaigns, we're talking all different shapes and sizes of bodies and women making choices about how much to shave or not shave. It's now in the business of high performance body care. They just released three completely clean must have products to add to your routine, lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. So give that a try too. And to express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash breaking beauty. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you'll ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit. Plus shipping is always free. Go to mybilly.com slash breaking beauty spelled M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash breaking beauty. We'll link to the offer in our show notes and on our blog. And now more from today's guest. Well, we need to know one more thing about sort of on the the beauty tip, the makeup tip. You were in attendance at the Gwyneth Paltrow makeup free dinner, right? Yeah. This was pre-COVID. Tell <laughs> us, tell us about the behind the scenes, if you can. You know, it was so funny. Like she really has a great group 
first of all, I felt like a fucking insane ass. I was like, why am I here? I had like no one to talk to. I felt so fucking awkward and like below everyone. It was insane. I was like texting my husband the whole time. Like, I got to get out of here. Did you actually wear no makeup? No, I wore like a light foundation (laughs) with some, (laughs) I wore a light foundation. I do what I do every day, which is a very light beauty counter foundation. Mm -hmm. And either that Ilia, like two glow drops. And Mm -hmm. I put it on because I was, because I just, that's what I do every day anyway. I was like, I got, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. yeah. I'd be the same. But I was like, it's fine. I'm not. It was funny. It was funny seeing how many women I didn't realize have fake eyelashes. Because I was like, because my eyelashes are really long when I put mascara on. Really long and really prominent. But without it, you know, I post a photo today where I didn't have any mascara on. It's like, you can't even see my eyelashes. And all these women were like, Rachel Zoe had full glam. Yeah, I was like, I you're not. She had like a, she had like a <laughs> smoky eye. <laughs> it was like fooling anyone, Rachel. <laughs> but like, would you expect her to show up with no makeup? Like, it's she's true. a glamorous woman. There's yeah. a woman wears like fucking eight inch stilettos all day long. Like, yeah. she's not gonna not wear a smoky eye. Yeah, she'll wear a smoky. I'm sure she sleeps in her makeup. You know what I mean? I'm sure her husband's never even seen her without makeup. It was a very smart thing to do because I, I, I love their stuff. I really mm-hmm. do. Like I use the, they have like a facial scrub that's supposed to like mimic microdermabrasion. And I use that once or twice a week. And I love using those like little um, acid peel wipe things. Yeah. I die for those. And so, and you know, I'll, I use their face wash in the shower if I want. It, they have great products. So I thought the whole thing was really smart, but yeah. it definitely was, it was fucking weird. It's weird like doing your hair and then not, <laughs> putting makeup on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, now, like, I love the idea of it, but I don't know if I was in attendance, if I could have, if I was be in the Rachel Zoe camp or what I would do. It well, would you probably got to get like a full facial. I know you, Jill. You'd be like at the dermatologist. You'd be doing all this prep <laughs> shit where you're like, my skin has it's to be true. on point, like Oscar it's ready. True. Yeah. You do have, like, you've got a glow for sure. And, you know, again, just looking at your Instagram and your stories and stuff, you get asked about skincare a lot, right? Yeah. And I know on the weekend, somebody had asked you to post more skincare. They said they love your recommendations, but you were like a bit hesitant about that, right? Yeah, I just didn't, you know, I think when all this stuff started, you know, when COVID started slowly approaching America and it became clear that this was going to be like a global crisis, mm-hmm. I, was inter- I was so interested to see what was going to happen on social media. And so I kind of just watched for a while and I was like, okay, it's like day one and people are like, well, this is clearly just going to all be all about facials and like yeah. at home, Matt, like and all about taking baths and like all about workouts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't really know if that, because like, you know, I have my, I put on my, I have the Biologique mask vivant that I always use twice a week, but I, I don't have like more time to give myself at-home facials at all. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that's been working for me are things that are expensive. So I'm like, okay, and, you know, we're in a complete crisis. Everyone that I know has been laid off and I'm going to be like, but you need this $300 fucking face cream. Like it just seemed, just like it just seemed inappropriate and it seemed really shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also seems like no matter what, girls still want to, and men want to feel good. And so I didn't, that's kind of like what I took away from that is that no matter what, like it's, it's something that's still, you know, that self-care is still really important to everyone. And so it, it was, and it served as a nice escape. So 
I guess I'll start posting some more Because you put but... up a poll, right? And we could see like 91% of people yeah. are like, <laughs> still um, wanted to so, hear your... Not to be shallow, but... <laughs> yeah, I, like... I clicked, I clicked yes. <laughs> well, it was, but it also was funny is like 12 girls wrote to me were like, I accidentally clicked. No, I meant yes. I meant yes. <laughs> Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll start doing something. I'm going to show what my mom does to, I think, like I, because I gave her like a little routine because she doesn't really have. Nice. She was like, I feel like I'm starting to look old. And I was like, okay, well, here's this stuff to you. So I think we'll do a little bit with her and keep it fun. And it's been, yeah. but it's, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been so busy. I haven't been doing a lot of stuff. I'd like yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any new discoveries? I know you talk a lot about your tried and trues, like the Biologic Recherche, the P50 you talk about a lot and you talk about the active serum. Are there any new skincare discoveries that you've, like are quarantine discoveries? Yeah, the Fortuna serum is insane. Oh, oh what's that one? I'll I'll show you. It's okay. from, it's all made in Sicily where my husband's from, in Corleone, okay. this magnificent woman who I really love named Agatha started it. She and her husband bought a plot of land that was like his grandmother's. And she always said one day, like, you know, I want you to buy this land. I don't want anyone else to, you know, be on this property. And he made that promise to her. So he did. Um, And then they bought kind of like the surrounding land, which is farmland. And they have been able to like use all these incredible plants from the land to like make these tinctures that are fabulous. And, you know, obviously Italy already has really low unemployment and they employ like everyone in this town. Like what they're doing is absolutely incredible and it's all organic. It's all, you know, straight from that farm. Mm -hmm. Um, And they make a serum that is magical. So I've been using that at night, like after I put on my active serum and let that sit in for a little bit. I stopped using P50 because um, we're trying to get pregnant and Mm -hmm. I have been transitioning over to clean products. Mm -hmm. I don't want to use something now that I can't use when I'm pregnant. I just want to keep that routine going. So everything from IS Clinical is pregnancy approved. So I'm just kind of like sticking with that. And then the Fortuna stuff is like beyond clean. And then I've moved almost, I would say like 80% of the makeup that I use is clean. If I'm going out somewhere, I'll use Chanel or uh, Marc Jacobs or Dior to do like something fun. But Mm -hmm. my like day-to-day stuff is all clean. It's all Beauty Counter or Ilia or Kosas or Say. Now Say makes really good stuff. Yeah. We haven't tried that yet, but I see them popping off for sure. The um, mascara is amazing. So yeah. um, that we're we're almost uh, down to our final questions here. So what was the last text that you sent? Let me look. Sorry, I showed up uninvited yesterday. I was very drunk, so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, what's the meal that you've perfected? Oh gosh, you know I'm really good at putting together sauteed greens. I can cook anything and I cook a lot, but I've been, we've been getting food from farmers and I never know what it is. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get. And so I do a little bit of ghee and a little bit of olive oil and I, and garlic. And then I use paprika and I top it with um, lemon juice. And it's Mm. like, I don't know why it's like the best thing ever. And it's the only way my husband, my husband doesn't eat anything green. It's the only way I can get him to eat greens. So to eat like rapini or... Anything, anything like that. that Swiss chard, rapini, anything. We've gotten stuff mm-hmm. here that I'm like, I don't even know what that is. My mom, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
my mom and I were like, what? We've pretty much seen, I'm like, how many, how are we just discovering new lettuces? But they're here. <laughs> and I'm like, just saute them up. What about cocktail? What's your go-to cocktail? I either make a martini uh, with a little bit of vermouth and vodka. And then I like a twist, a lemon twist, and then olives in there, but no olive juice. And then, or I'll do tequila, lemon, soda water, and top it off with a little control. When do you feel the most beautiful? When I wake up in the morning, always. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. I'm